Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Thank you, Lord. We give glory and honor to you, Lord. Thank you today. Yes, we praise you. Yes, we honor you. Lord, we adore you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Thank you today. We give you glory. Adoration apart your name in the name of Jesus. Lord, you are excellent. Lord, you are glorious. We praise your mightiness. We praise your wonderful name. We love you, Lord. We praise your maker. We give you glory for who you are. Thank you, Lord, for what you continue to be for us. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Lord, you've been great. You've been good. You've been kind. Oh, Lord, and we worship you for who you are in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this glorious hour again in your presence. Holy Spirit, we worship you. Thank you, Father. Shall we pray, please? Can we pray, please? Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Ghost, we worship you. Father, we give you glory. Holy Ghost, we praise you. Son of God, we say thank you. Our God and our maker, we say you are glorious. You are awesome and wonderful. Great is your faithfulness, O Lord God Almighty. Great is your loving kindness, O Lord, we bless you, we praise you. Thank you, Holy Father. Thank you, King of glory. Blessed be your name. Lord, this night, we are here in your name this evening, rather. We plead the blood of Jesus upon this gathering and upon this meeting today. Lord, we pray that as many as will be joining us, even here at Peter Toe, Lord, you will captivate us with, the, with, your, with your holy presence in the name of Jesus. You will cause us, O Lord, to receive from you from above in the name of Jesus. That in everything, Lord, you will be glorified. Lord, you will be magnified in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, as we go into the Bible study this evening, we are asking, Lord, that, Lord, you will take control. You will take glory. You will take preeminence in the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray that in everything today, Lord, you will be our teacher. In the name of Jesus, Amen. you'll be the one teaching. You'll be, uh, you, 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 you will be the one that you use the mouth of your servant to speak unto our spirit, soul, and body. So that all of us today shall be blessed in your presence in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We give glory to your name. We know you are here. Blessed be the Lord. In Jesus Christ, 
mighty name we pray. Amen. amen and amen anywhere. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now we thank the Lord once again for bringing us to the Bible class this evening. We bless the Lord for the past weeks and we thank God for what God has been doing on our Bible study day like this. It has been so wonderful and great and the Lord has been merciful to us for bringing us to this day and we bless the, the name of the Lord that today again is another day of glorious blessings in the presence of the Lord. We pray that the Lord God Almighty in his faithfulness will see us through. He will bless us. In the we pray that the Lord today uh, we add uh, unto all that we have known before. And he will even multiply us uh, in knowledge of his will. So that in everything today, as we learn from the, from the Lord today, we will learn his will and we will abide in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm. Today we, have, uh, uh, we are going uh, into our study, Bible study, on the titled, uh, titled um, uh, Study Through the Gospel of, uh, the, book of the Book of Romans. The book, the, 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 the book of Romans. We started in chapter 8. Uh, deliberately, we want to study through uh, uh, chapter 8. We started from verse 1. And then we ended at the time when we started. Uh, you can check our previous uh, recording that was recorded then. So you can check it, and I know the Lord will bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. So uh, when you check, you can check befruitfulfamily.pubbing.com. When you click on befruitfulfamily.pubbing.com, you can assess the Bible study, uh, uh, study through Romans, uh, part one. In fact, it's a, it's a very powerful teaching. It was a very powerful teaching. Uh, but not taught by the Holy Ghost directly. Every one of us needed it. And we pray that the Lord God Almighty will help us to download it and listen to it. But today we want to continue in part uh, two. So by the grace of the Lord, we are starting from verse five. We studied through verse one to four during our last teaching. Of course, we ought to have it at the, I mean, uh, what do I call it? Consecutively, but because of the leading of the Lord at that time, or probably the Lord wants people to, I want the download of this post for uh, part one to be thorough, and it was really thorough because since about uh, July, since July third, when we published it, when we ministered it and published it, see today, it's still being downloaded. Can you see God's glory, that we, God's grace that we found in that, that in that in that particular recording? Uh, people are still downloading it still today. In fact, uh, we thank God for that. And we pray that the Lord God Almighty will help us again today. In fact, the Holy Spirit is here already. He will teach us yeah. in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And uh, his servant uh, is already uh, in the studio, ready also 
to give us the message on part two. Uh, as per what we studied in part one, we thank God. Uh, we may not be able to say much about it because uh, we don't want to go back, uh, but you can just review what we were taught. Hallelujah. Uh, last week, I mean, last time when we studied it, we emphasized on an issue. And the issue is that uh, the book of Roman is uh, divided into three segments. So segment one, that is the life, Christian life in the Holy Ghost, or the life of the life of Christian in the Holy Spirit. Uh, then but the, the, second, uh, the second segment is about uh, uh, the, the future glory, the future glory that is waiting for us on that year and in heaven. Hallelujah. And then the third one, uh, that is the, sec the third part of uh, um, uh, that chapter 8 of Romans that we are studying. And that's part 3 is about uh, what we must conquer before we enter into the future glory. And uh, we are still on what the Holy Spirit can do and is still doing in the life of Christians if we can allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and walk with the Spirit and in the Spirit of God and being led and being controlled by Him. And uh, we, we, the last, we, last time where we studied, we studied about the victories we enjoy when we walk in the Spirit and when we walk out of the flesh. So when we dedicate our times to walk in the spirit and to walk with the Lord, we become even as God himself. If God can share his holiness with us, be holy, he said, as I, your God, I am holy. It's meaning that there is a class that God has reserved for us about himself to reach his, to reach uh, 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 his, his, his hierarchy of holiness and uh, how even in the flesh we thought how even in the flesh by the holy spirit in us we can subdue every forces and every power silence every evil noises of the enemy in and around us and we studied where uh, that uh, the holy spirit himself who is working in us as believer uh, was Jesus Christ, is Jesus Christ himself, because when Jesus Christ was come, I mean, before he left the, he left the, he left the world, he spoke to his disciples that he will come back unto them, will not leave them comfortless. He will still come back in the person of the Holy Spirit. He said he will pray the Father, and he prayed the Father, the Holy Spirit came. So essentially we said that time that it is even Jesus Christ himself, his ministry, that uh, is continuing in, the, in our lives as believers. When he, is in the world, he was in the world with his disciples, he taught them many things, which the Holy Spirit came also and is still remembering us about. So uh, then we studied through and we find the grace of the Lord in the study that we had.
it was so powerful that it's only when you listen to it that you can know what it is because believers are in the holy ghost and walking in the holy spirit is the only conqueror the only overcomer over circumstances and issues of life so and we find out that time that how dangerous it is to walk in the flesh to live in the flesh it's very very devastating uh for christian to walk in the flesh and we pray that the lord god almighty will help us to adhere uh, unto these uh, messages the lord will help us in jesus name hallelujah uh by the grace of the lord our teacher is here who will teach us take us in the in the next level that we are going today by the grace of the lord we will start the message on uh how to conquer in the flesh amen how to conquer in the flesh uh these uh, conflicts uh that we are having between the conflict between the flesh and the spirit and we believe being the uh our life being the battleground for the holy spirit and even the flesh that we are living in now so presently we are in great conflict with the Holy Spirit. Uh, the, I mean, the flesh is in great conflict with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is in conflict with the flesh. So that is how uh, our teacher will teach us today to go into this teaching by the grace of the Lord. We pray that the Lord himself will take us through these messages in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To God be the glory in Jesus' name. I want us to uh, go into the word of the... I want us to go into this uh, message right now as I invite my sister to join us uh, to come now and begin the study. Hallelujah. So, and I know the Lord God Almighty himself will bless us in Jesus' mighty name. His glory, his power, will be made known in our life today in the name of jesus christ Uh, hallelujah hallelujah to god be the glory in the name of jesus Uh, i know you are ready if you are ready all of us we are ready here darling are you are you ready there yeah god bless you uh please our microphone have problem there we have to use this one make it closer to you there okay hallelujah yeah continue Blessed be the name of the Lord, for he has gathered us unto himself. May his name be praised. Amen. By the grace of God, we thank God that the Holy Spirit was our teacher, he still be our teacher today. Amen. He has not called us in vain, but he wants us to conquer the flesh, so that we will be sure of our heavenly abode with God. And so that here on earth, we'll be able to get our deliverance, be righteous upon Mount Zion, and then possess our possession, even before we get to the heavenly abode. Blessed be God for the book of Romans, which was espoused to us on July 3rd, 
which was exposed to us on July 3rd. But we are continuing today by the grace of God. He has, uh, Pastor Paul has tried to uh, take us in revision, at least a bit. But there's something striking about, about the last sermon or uh, outreach. That is verse 2. I want to really read through before we continue. Romans 8, 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Walking not after the flesh, but after the spirit. This is teaching. What do we mean by the flesh? What we mean by the flesh is everything we do to satisfy self in us. I, me. It is a kind of self-directed nature. Egocentricism. You know, giving attention to yourself and no other. And you don't want to think about any other thing, but doing everything to give self-pleasure, doing everything to give self-comfort, doing everything to please self. That's a kind of self-directed or controlled nature. Every one of us is born with this nature. And, um, but thank God for verse 2. He... He did a lot of exposition on that verse 2 in the last outreach on July 3rd when we started to study the book of Rome uh, the book of Romans from chapter 8 we were born with this self-minded controlled directed nature to satisfy the self to give pleasure to self to do everything to make self comfortable. But thank God for verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ, Jesus, <clears throat> had made me, had made you free from the law of sin and death. That is where our liberation is. From the self-directed nature. Self-pleasing nature. And uh, it is the lower nature, and it's also called the sin nature. Where did we inherit it? We inherited this from Adam and Eve. Everybody with the little signs you know knows that the traits of your mother in you, the traits of your father in you, is gotten from the gene or the chromosomes, which is the unit of inheritance. It transfers the traits in, in the parents to the children and their descendants. And it is from this gene that we got the nature of sin. How they are, when God created them perfect, clean in his likeness, in the beginning in Genesis 1:26, how come the nature of sin is a common knowledge that 
an instruction was given to Adam and Eve, our forefather, foremother, to eat everything in the Garden of Eden created for them, but never to eat out of the tree of the knowledge of life and death, which the devil in serpent deceived them to, to disobey. And from the day they are, especially Eve, from the day, from the time she allowed the sap, the devil in the serpent to overcome her to disobey God, that was the time the nature of sin overruled and took over from the nature of, Christ, of God in us. And since that time, as it was then, so it is now. It was the what what was the thing that disobeyed God in Eve and by reference to Adam. It was the flesh. You know, when we talk about the flesh, the flesh is the eye, the me. This body on the outside you're looking at is the flesh, but it's more deeper than that. The flesh works in the activation of the five senses, and that is what it works with. The eye as the organ to see, the ear as the organ to hear, the tongue as the organ to taste, the skin as the organ to feel, and the nose as the organ to smell or perceive odor. These five verses were since then activated. And man, since Eve allowed the eyes in the flesh, in the body, to see that fruit that should not be touched, she saw by the eyes in the flesh as Paul has exposed it. After saying, she concentrated on it. Then the message was sent to the brain, and the brain sent message to the mind. The man ruminated and considered the sins of the devil through the serpent. If you eat out of it, you will not die as God has said. Rather, you will be wise like God to know the, uh, the, 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 the evil, to know between the evil and the good. That was what the hair in the body had. And because the eye concentrated and the air has had everything in the flesh, now the, the, the message from the brain was transferred to the mind at the thought area to ruminate over it. Then a signal came from the brain to the hand in the flesh to stretch forth to take the fruit. Then the instruction came, the hand in the flesh that are taking it to put it in the mouth in the flesh for the tongue in the flesh to taste. And the moment it was eaten, the unexpected happened. The nature of God 
immediately give way to the nature of sin, the self-controlled nature or the self-directed nature or the self-inclined nature or the lower nature or the nature of sin. Since that time, the, the soul of man that was in the likeness of God plus the spirit was polluted. The candle in the spirit area of man was put up and became dark such that the inspiration from the spirit of God in the inner part, that likeness area that is of God, could not inspire the spirit and the soul of man again. So he doesn't or she doesn't understand anything of the spirit anymore as if he was cut off because the candle of that spirit had been put off. Many things happened at the eating of that fruit. And the nature, the lower nature, the nature of sin, self-directed nature, nature, self-controlled nature took over. And that was death. Because since that time, the, there was an, a propensity in man to tense towards, you know, don't forget that the fruit is the fruit of the knowledge of evil and good. Since that time, the propensity in man tends towards evil, evil, evil. And the, 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 there was an, an or, or, or it was, man was inclined to think negative, to obey the voice of the deceiver. And that means death because inspiration from God had been cut off. The candle that lighted the man, the spirit of man had been put off. Man in, on the east side, the spirit and the soul of man had been cut off from the major spirit, the likeness of God that inspires, that gives us understanding and that lighted up. Then the man on the inside became a, a, a dark, became a non-entity, not having, not being sensitive to anything of the spirit, and only being carried about by the little breath left of God left in him, like a walking corpse. That was where the nature of sin, the self-directed nature, came in. Now, what are we saying? Okay, what does it mean now to be in Christ? To be in Christ, that kind of mind now is an unregenerated <clears throat> soul. Cut off from the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit, the candle that used to light it up, to have understanding, to be sensitive of the God area and everything happening there, is off. So, man was dead. Physically, they did not drop that dead, but spiritually, man was dead. And that was the position of man. And in that state, the anger of the Lord rose in Genesis 3, and causes came again upon the woman and upon the man. Causes is an effect of the sin. And 
it plunged them into everlasting dust. You are dust, and dust you will return. Then the physical death came in after the curse. But the spiritual death had occurred at the eating of the fruit. Now, since that time, thank God for the magnanimity of our God, the loving, gracious God. He could as well have created another thing where we have disobeyed and obeyed the devil, cast us off, destroy us, and created another thing. But because of a love, an unconditional love that's so deep, wide, and high, that cannot be explained by anybody, even at the point when God was releasing causes upon the woman in Genesis 3, releasing causes upon the man, that was sure the spiritual they have, they have they have imposed upon themselves by obeying the devil the physical god add unto it the love rose up in god and in that along that line I will, as he was reaping causes he gave the solution to their problem <clears throat> that is genesis 3 15. genesis 3 15. That place, the seed of the woman was promised to break the head of the seed of the serpent or the devil that deceived them, while the devil will succeed to, to bruise the heel of the seed of the woman, which happened in Christ. Look at the love of God. At his anger, there was mercy. Praise God. At his anger, there was mercy. And this is the seed of woman called Christ in verse 1. That despite the fact that we are dead spiritually, separated from God, we don't have access to glory, to the heavenly abode, we are destined to everlasting fire, which is the second death according to Revelation 20, 14. The love of God now provided a solution. In, in the seed of the woman, in that verse 15. By and by, there were prophecies about the Christ that will be born. Eventually, he was born in Bethlehem. His mission, as Brabol has exposed, was to redeem man from the spiritual death. So that we are quickened and alive again to possess our possession. One, the position of the prince of the world. Because in, in Genesis, after he had created us in Genesis 1 and 6, he gave us everything he had created to dominate over, subdue rule, and multiply and be fruitful. That we are to multiply his righteousness, his likeness. But the sin, the sin submitted the kill of authority to the devil that we obey. But Jesus, that was promised then, eventually came and submit in, in, in our likeness, in our flesh, in the flesh prepared for him. According to Hebrews 10, 5, quoted by Paul in the first outreach, that body was the one that seen, the eye that saw, the hair that had the devil, huh? the instruction from the brain to the mind to think about it, giving order to the hand in the flesh to pick, and the hand putting it in the mouth and tongue to taste everything in the flesh. It, it was the flesh that offended God in man. And how terrible 
is that thing that the flesh has done. Have you ever imagined it? In the heart of God in the beginning, it was his mind that mind, the man should live as if in heaven. What is in heaven? Righteousness. According to Romans 4, 17, in the kingdom of God, which he wanted to replicate on earth with Adam and Eve, if they had obeyed him. <coughs> Righteousness, joy unlimited, <coughs> unspeakable, everlasting in the Holy Ghost, and peace. When we talk about peace, think about it. There is nothing that is not in peace. Abundance, life, justice, everything good, everything good is in peace. So God wanted to replicate heaven on earth by creating Adam and by creating uh, Adam and Eve. If they had obeyed God at his own right time, I want to believe it was created for them. The fowls in the air were created for them, the creatures in water, everything keeping on land, the farmer, everything was for man. Everything, the garden was for man. The earth created is for man to dominate. Like in heaven, as God was ruling for man to rule here on earth. And that was why the likeness of God was in him, was him. That would have made it, made it possible for him to rule like God or else. God was just creating a satellite of the heavenly. I believe God, and since everything was created for them, that tree of the knowledge of good and evil will have been eaten if they have waited for God. It will have been theirs to be eaten. At the dictation, I mean, at the dictate of the Holy Spirit of God. God, at the right time, they will have eaten it. It is still for them. But unfortunately, they were not able to wait for God. They, 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 they allowed the devil to deceive them in the serpent and they failed. You see, in that midst of the garden, uh, there was three of life. That is to say, if they have waited and allowed the time of God to come, that they will be given to eat or eat, uh, to given the, the, the fruits to eat. I want to believe God will have given them the tree of life to keep them living forever in his likeness, in his image, holy, pure, spiritual, and glorious. But because they have disobeyed, they were not given that tree of life again in love because they have disobeyed and the nature of God have been, have been, have been overruled by the nature of the devil, the self-controlled nature, lower nature, nature of sin, so that they will not be perpetually in that nature. God didn't want them to mistakenly uh, pluck the fruit of life and eat and be perpetually in that depraved nature. He quickly made atonement for them, pointing for Christ by the blood shed in the animals. He, he, he used the skin to cover them and quickly sent them out so that they don't touch that tree of life. And he put his cherubims and angels there to gather so that they don't come back to eat that fruit. So what are we saying? We are saying that eventually that he promised in Genesis 3.15 is what happens in Romans 8.1. For all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because all of us 
that are the de descendants of Adam and Eve now, we were in them. <clears throat> None of us was born when the, the, the eating happened and changed the nature of God to self-controlled nature. And when the causes came, we were still in them. So all of us took it together. And when they were begatting us, bringing us forth, we inherited the nature of that sin, of that self-controlled nature. But we are now saying, now that Christ has come according to the promise in Genesis 15, and has done the perfect sacrifice on the cross with the body provided for him, according to, uh, according to the Bible in the mouth of Paul, the flesh that was provided for Jesus was tortured beyond measure. Was tortured beyond measure. Lashed wickedly, cruelly, beyond those of the criminals for he had no sin just to pay for what the the, the flesh has, has cost god can you please let us go into a, an imaginary uh, an imaginary imaginary picture about what the flesh has cost god you see by eating by obeying the dictates of the flesh i see hand take mouth taste all in the flesh it was the flesh what the flesh has caused us and caused god is to destroy and avert his plan you know god created everything in their varieties to look upon and give him pleasure by obeying the flesh in that garden with these parents they turn the work of the, by the flesh. They turn the work of God upside down. They averted every of His plan. They destroy every of His purpose. Everything He had imagined in His mind to bring to pass and see and be happy about, everything was destructed. Then it had never been in the imagination of God that we know anything there. Sickness, pain, poverty, and every calamity that is before befalling man was never in the dictionary of God. It was the flesh that Eve obeyed through the instruction of the devil in the serpent that caused everything, every light to turn darkness and everything to be totally destructed. You can imagine yourself being a creator to create someone and something in that creature cut every of the work of your hand that you have labored for you have imagined from time immemorial to be destroyed in a second will you be happy with that creature so see i mean the flesh that caused evil and eve to fall was a terrible thing which was a terrible thing that the flesh did and in order to justify this just judgment of God, a body was prepared for the for the substitute that would stand in for we the sinners. So that that flesh that angered God would be properly tortured. And it was in Christ that this happened. We bless God. No, no wonder a part in Romans 8 says we are debtors. 
we are debtors. We are we are debtors, and that is why we must not live in the flesh. So when the body was prepared for Jesus, it came in flesh and blood with all the nervous system, emotions like ours, feelings like our everything, having feelings and emotions like that, it came in the body of this flesh, but the spirit of God that had no sin to receive the just judgment of, of God upon the flesh that sinned against them. And if God will go to that extent, will you call as Brapola has told you? Will you now say you're a Christian and the flesh is still dominating you? In fact, God forbid. God forbid. Today, you will listen to how you can conquer that flesh. Because there's always a conflict. Since that time, there was a, always a conflict. Every one of us. There, was a, there had been a conflict between the flesh and the spirit. But thank God for Jesus. Through him we can, we can overcome. People are be overcoming and getting back to the heavenly abode into glory that they are lost. Jesus has to be restoring them. We too that are living. God wants us to determine and to hit this admonition today to conquer that flesh. Because your greatest enemy it's not that woman, that man, that whatever you're seeing in dream that has flesh and blood that is called human being. But the greatest enemy you have is the one that offended God, that you are carrying about, that you are satisfying, that you want to comfort, you want to give, give pleasure. That is your flesh, yourself, the I, the me. If that's your greatest enemy that caused God to bring Jesus, the, press, the most precious dwell in heaven to earth to suffer like that then <clears throat> whatever it will cost you to conquer that flesh I think you should give rapt and diligent attention to that and that, that, that are some of the things we are going to say so but thank God when Jesus died he did everything as explained in the first episode to bring to life the spirit, the spirit, I mean, the law of the spirit of life, in fact, that can swallow up if only you will open your heart and allow genuine repentance. May the word of God be answering you. May the word of God cause your heart to be grieved today. May the word of God quicken you. May the God of God do everything in your heart today. So that you you are you are you are not you are not causing God to be angry again, because God is angry as you are disobeying His law, transgressing His law every day. In, in, in the psalmist says that God is angry with sinners and the wicked every day, and their head He will throw into everlasting fire. That spirit in you, or that spirit of sin and death today, you will conquer. Because you will allow the spirit of the law of the spirit of life in Christ today to help you swallow up all the spirit of sin and death and start to be reconciled to your God and start to please him. Because if the son of God's body can be so weak 
wickedly weak that it became stress. You know what I mean by stress? It was torn up as pieces of meat. Because the just judgment of God must be met in the flesh that offended God. If you are still living in that flesh, can you imagine what is waiting for you in hell? Mm. That will not be your portion. Mm. If Jesus, if, if the body of Jesus was pieces through wicked beatings, wicked treatment, shook, thorns, nails, and you still live in that flesh, and you don't take, you don't make use of that sacrifice of Jesus and his cross. And you eventually allow the sin that he suffered for that much to take you to hell. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, God. That will not be your portion. You will allow Jesus. You will open your heart to him. You will, you will hear the advice today. You will allow the spirit to, 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 to separate your soul from your spirit. You will become alive today, take Jesus in, and start to live in God. So that you don't express the wrath of God. Don't forget that it was human being that was able to do that to the body of Christ. But it is not the wrath of God. In the fire, burning with brimstone and sulfur, created by God for the devil, that will not, you will not face. With your own spiritual body, soul, and spirit. It will be too terrible. You will never experience that. Mm -hmm. So let's go. Let's see it as the biggest problem and biggest war to fight to overcome the flesh. But there's an assurance for you. You don't have any part in this battle. If only you can accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You don't have any part to conquer the flesh. Just allow Jesus in your heart. Just let the word of God convince you today by the Holy Spirit. Just allow the word of God to convince you and cause your, your heart to be freed. And let the genuine sorrow that you have sinned against your creator to the extent that he, his, his son's body was so tortured. Let that yeah, that, 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 that's godly sorrow enter your heart now. And once you do that, that is the only price you're going to pay. And once you can be able to pay that, you have God's mercy. <clears throat> Jesus has fought and won the battle to conquer the flesh for you. And the, 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 the spirit of life, the law of the spirit of life in Christ will bear you out. So what am I saying? I'm saying that the way to conquer the flesh starts with allowing Jesus. Start with allowing Jesus. You will be hearing things like this. I said Jesus as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> it's more than that too. Hey, there is a terrible wrath by God himself mm. waiting for those that will not take Jesus into them to have this spirit, uh, uh, the love, uh, uh, this law of the spirit of life in Christ to help them swallow up the law of spirit of sin and death and live over and live in dominion over sin here or earth. There is the wrath of God waiting for them. Te more terrible than the wrath of man that caused the body of Jesus to be tattered and shredded. And that is what 
that's why you should heed this warning. Since the solution is there, since the remedy is there, and you don't even have to fight, how am I going? If if flesh have been so terrible, have been so bad, have been so dangerous, living in the flesh, <clears throat> obeying the dictates of the flesh, of self, 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 I must satisfy self, I must make self comfortable, I must give self pleasure. If it is that terrible, I will receive judgment of God hotter than the terrible judgment melted upon the flesh of Jesus. What am I to do? That is the question Peter was asked after the Pentecost. At that summer, the people, when their heart was pregnant, the Holy Spirit pricked your heart to pay and caused the godly sorrow to enter unto you. As you hear this word, it comes to you like fire. In the name of Jesus, and penetrate through you. And cut your spirit and soul asunder. In the name of Jesus, deliver you from the power of death and sin. Once you're, something, there's something you need to know. That is, how do I, there's a conflict, you know. If you read verse 5 down, let me read that first before I start to talk. For they, you know, we have, we have, Brapol had, uh, treated uh, chapter 8 to 4, Romans. Uh, chapter 8, 1 to 4, Romans. I want to read from 5. For they that are after the flesh, when we talk about the flesh, the nature in you, the propensity in you to please yourself, to satisfy yourself, to give yourself comfort. Anything you can do to do that, you go on doing it. That is self-directed nature that must be destroyed because it is it it angered God, and it is still causing God anger. And you must see it as the greatest enemy to destroy you in everlasting fire. So you want to wage, you want to, you want to yield the battle unto Christ by accepting Christ, so that you fight the battle and impute into you the spirit of life, so that you swallow up that spirit and that nature. That is where we're going. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, that is self, self, self. But they are, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. I'm coming. We'll come back to that. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because listen, oh, the carnal mind is enmity against God. For it is, it is not, for it is not subject. To the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. And those that not please God, what will be the end? That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's not about I'm born again. It's about am I possessing the, the law of the spirit of life through Christ in me? Such that sin is no more having dominion over me? Am I possessing the law of the spirit of life in Christ in me? Such that the flesh cannot dictate for me again. Have I died to flesh and alive in Christ? Am I moving my life according to this dictate of the spirit? So, when one part, those that are not, that are still dead in the flesh, in their sin. On the other part, those that are claiming they are born again, 
but they are still sin is still having however little or big is still having dominion over them this out of two parts the lesson this thing is for you you can conquer and perpetually be victorious over the flesh called self and over sin and therefore swallow death in victory in the law of the spirit of life in christ it is possible to live a victorious life over sin and self perpetually every day so if you have not reached that level it is dangerous and the anger of god is hovering over you but today you want to see if the spirit and the and the flesh are in conflict the flesh cannot be subject to the spirit and the spirit will never allow the will never be in agreement with the flesh how can i be delivered we are saying the first thing to just admit according to psalm 51 uh, listen there's no sinner christian and there's no christian sinner you are either a sinner or you're a christian Christians live victorious and uh, sin doesn't have dominion over them. Those that sin are still, they are uh, rising and falling, rising and falling, believe that something is wrong. And all you need to do is go back to better, go back to the cross and ask for the experience of salvation again. Go to the beginning and ask to be born again, again, according to what Brother said. Now, so we are, we are saying, either sin is still having dominion of you, you are falling and rising, or you have not even, you are dead in sin, you don't want to care, you are insensitive to the, the Holy Spirit, you detest, detest everything uh, spiritual, you are in a dangerous uh, uh, terrain, because you are inviting the wrath of God, it will be too terrible. The Bible says, it is a terrible thing to fall in the hand of the Almighty God. That will not be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen, Jesus. So, consider this, all of us. But by the grace of God, we were like this before. But because we did what we are going to dish out now, God help us to overcome sin, flesh, self, and death. And that is why we are in position to admonish you. What we did and got free, if you do it, you'll be free too. Yes. Because Christ is still working. Christ is still available. His blood will still avail. His blood is still flowing to help you out. If only you will believe. First of all, you need to acknowledge. Like David in Psalm 51, verse 3. For I acknowledge my transgressions. Transgressions are the sins you commit by reason of action, words, or thoughts. Could be visible to people or known to you. But <clears throat> the other part said, For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin, singular, not sin. My sin is ever before me. That sin there is the one inherited from Adam. The self-directed nature, lower nature, sin nature that we are talking about that cause you to want it is inside you, it's like a root. 
that is producing nutrients for the tree you see on the outside. The tree is in the soil. So this singular sin in verse 3 of Psalm 51 had to be dealt with <laughs> before you can be totally delivered from the propensity to tend to satisfy the flesh, give flesh pleasures and comfort that it demands and dictates. Whatever the flesh asks you to do, that's what you do. So, it is this sin, it is the cross that can settle, the cross of Christ. It is a root that needed to be uprooted. And only the, the work of the cross can do that. If that is not done, you may be professing your born again, and yet you will not produce the fruit of repentance. You will still find yourself falling and rising, not able to overcome sin and temptation. So the root of sin, which is the singular sin there, at 3b, Psalm 51b, everything can be settled at the cross. See the transgressions as the branches. See the singular sin there as the root inherited that you don't have control over. It is inside. It is the, thing, the tendency that is pushing you to do other things negative. But at the cross, merely looking at Jesus, believing the work of the cross, hidden this admonition will set to you. So change the nature of sinning, 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 obeying the flesh, 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 until death everlasting in hell. The, 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 the work of the cross, as you believe and hear this admonition, can change that nature to the nature of God again. And such that the law of the spirit of life in Christ will take over. And you'll be in dominion forever in Jesus' name. Amen. So acknowledge that your transgressions and acknowledge the inherited sin. Then verse 4. Against thee, the only have I sinned. And done this evil in thy sight. That thou mightest be justified when thou speakest. And be clear when thou judgest. I'm going to verse 5. Behold, this is what you acknowledge. It's not about uh, my hands are clean. I don't think evil about my neighbor. I'm a moral, morally upright person. That is not what we're saying. You just so you just so acknowledge that verse 5. Behold, I was shaping in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Just acknowledge that I've inherited the nature of sin that caused me to do contrary. Then confess all the known sin too. It was the inherited one. Come by faith to Jesus. Set the cross before you. Look unto he that is hanged for you as a substitute and propitiation for your sin. Believe what he has done. According to Isaiah 53 verse 4 there, he carried the sins and your condemnations that sins bring on the cross 20, 23 years ago. He carried your grief, everything making you sad, not having full joy, every sickness, especially the inherited nature, the inherited sin nature, and the transgressions. Believe it. That is one particular thing you must believe about Jesus. In John 3, 15 downwards, whosoever believeth in me will not perish. Whosoever believeth in me has passed from judgment 
unto life. Whosoever believeth in me, even though he dies, he will live. What exactly am I believing at the first instance? Believe that everything that Jesus has done on the work of Calvary, he's doing that as a substitute for you. That you are supposed to be there to suffer for your sin that way in hell, in everlasting fire. But because he, so, he surrendered himself to the will of God that loves you, to be a substitute, he surrendered his body to be suffered. He surrendered everything so that he died instead of your death in everlasting hell. He suffered everything on the cross. Every, listen to me. You just have to believe. This is the only thing you be. Once you are able to believe this, you will be, tra you will be transported eh, from the kingdom of darkness today to the kingdom of light. The kingdom of the dear son. Yeah. I want you to paint an imaginary. We may not be able to finish everything today. But I'm saying this is what you can do to overcome, to conquer in that conflict of self and the spirit. Jesus first and believing in him. What are you believing first? The cross and the work of the cross. What has he done on the cross? Listen to me. Those, 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 every, everyone that doesn't repent of his sin and accept Jesus as his Lord and uh, Savior with true repentance. And total turning away from sin, overcoming sin. When he lands in hell, do you know that everything that happened in hell happened to Jesus on the cross? To convict you by to convince you by the Holy Spirit that he did it in your stead, so that you will not experience it in hell again. And that is why your heart must be showing gratitude to him right from the time you're hearing this. And that is why we are so much indebted to God about what he had done in Christ. Because God and God in Christ, Christ in God, did it together. Yeah. When the son is tortured, it's the father that is tortured. Yeah. Even in the physical body, even, even we in this body, when you love a child and you know that he has not done a particular thing to what the punishment somebody is giving to him, a slap given unto you, him is like a slap given unto you. The weeping landing on him is like the weeping is landing on you. If you are not careful, you will, you will, you will go into tantrums and destroy many things because of what they are doing to that child. So in essence, whatever Jesus was passing through, God was passing through as the father that loved the son. But because that sacrifice might just be done so that you don't experience hell. He, he, he closed his eyes to everything until Jesus died in it. So that you not die here. Let me give you some examples. Do you know that in hell, everyone that inherited, that will not be your portion in Jesus' name, they go there, they are naked as they came to the world. No clothes, either white or black, naked. And when they go there, the fire we know on this earth is giving light and is giving flame. But this fire, that he has gone into. Listen to me. <clears throat> when somebody dies, the body, this body, that if you throw it after the spirit that is causing him to walk around, that this the, the breath of God in him had gone out, which is the real you, the real me, that will still take the image people know you about, but has nobody to hold. And that is the spirit that will know the effect of fire that had gone out. The whole thing 
And that image will now go into everlasting fire. Can you see how terrible it will be? This one on the ground will be, some people will incriminate it. <clears throat> they will set fire on it and burn it. Have you ever had that body crying? Because the thing that will have, that will know the effect of fire in it is the ritual that has gone out. So that body will not cry until it is burned to ashes and some people pack it in the bottle and put it on their table, remembering their grandmother that was incriminated. But the whole thing that went out now, head to toe, will still be the image of the body that is, will still be like the body that is put in the soil. The whole thing now goes to, into that fire. From head to toe, with the nervous system, emotional feelings complete. Head to toe, tortured in, in that kind of fire, day and night, forever and ever. Crying in agony, gnashing his teeth. Can you see how terrible? Then, naked. No white cloth. Because no righteousness to cover him up. No glory of God to cover him. Naked as we were born on earth. Such that those that are coming from glory, hmm, carrying the light, we see the nakedness and everything that we have made the bedroom and the toilet for will be seen. Can you imagine that kind of shame? And do you know that to pay the price so that you will not be naked in hell because of sin, Jesus was made naked on the hill of Golgotha, a 33 years old man. Imagine everything on the private path for a grown man, armpit, everything is complete. <clears throat> now, put on Golgotha tree, naked. He paid the price of your nakedness so that you will not be naked in hell. If you don't accept the Son of God and the sacrifice, the wrath of God will be so terrible. That will not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. After paying the price of nakedness, he, he was naked so that you will not be naked. Do you know that that darkness, you know we said the kind of fire doesn't con produce light. The darkness is, uh, is more thicker than the darkness in Egypt when God brought that plague upon them. You know how the Bible described that kind of plague, darkness. So thick that it could be taken. That of hell is more than that. Yeah, it is, it is fire. Not having any flame, not having any light. It is burning with brimstone and sulfur. No one has ever experienced it. You will not experience it in Jesus' name. Amen. Because you will accept the gospel and what Jesus has done for you today. You have the, the law of the spirit of life in you to overcome the power of sin, the power, the law of death and sin, and to live victory over sin, and therefore reign with Christ. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. So, Jesus paid the price of that darkness. Everybody loves light, oh. In our area here in Nigeria, when Nepa takes the light, oh, everybody will shout as if we, we, somebody gave us a commandment, as if we are not, we are sad. Oh, God. And by the time the light comes again, everybody as if, Hey, somebody blew you a whistle. Nap up, Nepa. What am I saying? Everyone, everyone loves light. Nobody loves darkness. So that you will not go into that thicker than thicker darkness. Jesus was covered with darkness to pay the price for you. On the cause of Calvary from 12 p.m. to 3 p.m. The Son of God. The brightest morning star went through darkness from 12 p.m. 
to 3 p.m. You can read the account from uh, Matthew, said Matthew chapter 26 to the end. He paid the price of that darkness. He had paid the price of your nakedness because he was made naked. Hmm? And uh, look at it again. The task in hell is more than anything else. The task in hell. Imagine the, the story of Lazarus and the rich and the rich the rich man. Who will never want Lazarus to nurse his table? When the rich man now found himself in hell, in the midst of the fire, hotter than hottest, he was asking the the Lazarus that he would not want to be allowed to be near his table. He was now asking that his tongue, his finger be dipped in water to be put in his mouth. What kind of, well, how can that kind of drop of water kill the thirst in that kind of fire? Are you listening? So that you will not pass through that kind of thirst in hell. Jesus was thirsty for you on the cross. He asked for something to drink. They gave him vinegar. He could not drink. He thirsted to death. So that you will not be thirsty for everlasting in hell. He paid the price. Now, listen again. That torture of the fire, that one will be gnashing it for crying in agony. Jesus went through it, through the, nearly on the, the nails on the feet. Do you know the thickest part of the, uh, the leg was crushed with the thick bone? A very long nail was, was, was thrusted through the agony there. And the, 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 the hand was crushed too and nailed through <clears throat> with a long nail. And imagine the tones that will not bend, built into a crown and forced into this hard skull until the tone the penetrated into the skull and brought out blood that wash away your sin. Imagine the agony. Then the, the, a, a spear was brought to shook him at the side. The, the agony of the, of the spear the agony of the of the of the of the, of the uh, nail on the leg, the agony of the nail on the arms, the agony of the thorn on the on the score penetrating the score. Can you imagine he paid the price for the agony? You will have been in everlasting fire that will be burning with brimstone and fire and, and and sulfur and forever and ever. He went through the agony and paid it for you. And. Every other thing that happened for him was to pay the price and to, to pay the price for the justification of the just judgment of God on you without any sin. Without any sin. And can you remember that Jesus was separated from God the moment he carried every sin so that big sins, large sins, uh, small sins can be forgiven. He carried the sin of the world. And the God that has been comforting and calling, the presence of God that has been with him to make his uh, trouble lighter, who had now left him because God could not, could not look at that, those sins that he carried that he was paying price for. That separation at that moment paid the price for the separation, the sinner in hell we know from the everlasting God. So everything that happened to Jesus on the cross, either I remember now or not, was what will happen to sinners because those that drop in hell will never see the glory. And in fact, 
there is a God. According to Jesus, uh, in the parable of Jesus, and it's not even a parable. Those that, that, that God gave opportunity to, to go to heaven and come back, came to testify that the rich man is still in hell today. And that Lazarus is still in the bottom of Abraham. Imagine. So, what we are saying is that there is a gulf, according to that parable, between those in hell, so that they cannot cross over to glory, between hell and the glory. So, what are we now saying? We are saying that if Jesus has done this much for you, you need to acknowledge your sin and receive him, so that you don't experience the same thing. All you need to do is let what we are saying touch your heart, cause your heart to be pricked, bring godly sorrow to you that it is my sin that has caused this child to be torn into pieces. That is the price you will pay. And that is verse 17, 51, 17. The sacrifice God is demanding from you now is the broken spirit by this word you're hearing because the word is truth. Broken spirit a broken and contract heart, oh God, thou will not despise. That is the only price you're paying. Godless sorrow that will, that will end in repentance, that will, that will bring you to salvation. If you, are only, if you are able to open your heart and be touched with what happened to Jesus on the cross, and your heart is preached, you have godless sorrow that my sin has called the Son of God that do not have any sin this much to pay it for me so that I will not experience this. Oh God, I'm sorry. I'm telling this story so that your heart will be free and the gospel, godly sorrow will enter. Those that think they are born again that are not having godly sorrow, I doubt your salvation. And no wonder you are falling and rising. Let's see James, James 4a. James 4a. If you can have genuine repentance on, of godly sorrow to, to, to salvation today, all your problems are solved in terms of sin dominating you. So don't think I'm wasting time by what I'm saying. Many of you don't have that godly sorrow. That is why you fall and rise. Many of you don't know what you have caused the Son of God and God. That is why you think you can just continue to live to please the self. And that's why I'm telling the story. I'm not wasting your time. Now, James 4a says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hand, you sinner, and purify your heart, you double-minded. Be afflicted, and mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning, and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, I shall lift you. God is demanding for the broken heart of a sacrifice. Not animal, not big cattle, nothing. But broken heartedness. Godly sorrow. For what your sin has called the, the son. So that you are sorry for all your sins. Confess them. After acknowledging, acknowledging that you are a sinner. Confess. Forsake. Uh, Proverbs 28, 13. He that confesseth his sin and forsake them shall have mercy. Our God is gracious. Once you give, uh, once you give that broken-heartedness, godly sorrow, your heart is pricked. You're very sorry. That is what God wants to see. You are tearing your heart, not your cloth, as the 
Israelites used to do. Fear that fast. Mourn for your sin. And the only money accepted is for sin. God wants joy. That's the only time. This is the only time you ever mourn in your life. Do it. It's a sacrifice to be paid. Once you do it sincerely and you allow the word of God to perform the operation in you, very necessary. Very, very necessary. That is why many of, of uh, the born again, those that are professing born again, born again, that is why they, 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 they fall and rise. They have not come to God to reason together with him on one-to-one. They have not come, they have not had the word that pierced through them and the hair. They have not encountered God in the real sense of it. That is why they are falling and rising. And those of you that have not heard the truth, you are hearing it today. Allow the word of God to do the spiritual operation in your heart. And, and it is through the word. What does the Bible say about the word? The Bible says in Hebrews 4.12 that the word of God you are hearing now is the one that will produce energy faith in you to believe the cross and come to Christ. Paul 12 says, the word of God is quick. Let that word now quicken you. For Jesus said it is quick and life. John 6, 63. Let there be quickening to your hardened heart. Let in the name of Jesus. Let there be quickening and shaking and life and spirit in the word now. Penetrate powerfully. The word that sharper that two edges of pierce and divide asunder your soul and your spirit. You see, <laughs> there's more to deadened soul. There's more to a falling and rising Christianity. What is what happens whenever you fall or when, when you don't give your life to God is that your life cleaves to dust. It's a deep meaning. Psalm 119.25 When you are dead in sin or when you fell into sin again, what happens is that the candle is put out, the inspiration of God is cut off, you have darkened, you don't understand anything, you are not interested in spiritual things, you are a walking corpse. That your soul and spirit cleave together. That is what the word of God will do to separate it today in Jesus' name. And that your soul that now cleave to the dust heart that form blood will now be separated by this word. The word of God coming to you is fire. And it will divide all your soul and spirit that is cleaving to dust and of the joints and marrow and it, it, it will design your thoughts and intents and you confess sincerely and have that godly sorrow unto repentance and the lord will do that for you in jesus name so when you now do that sincerely all you need to do after your godly sorrow forgive yourself god is merciful when you have confessed sincerely cleanse your sins off with the blood of jesus and call Jesus with your mouth. He's standing at the door of your heart. Uh, Revelation 3.17. Call him in with your mouth. Jesus Christ, the man, of, the man of Calvary that died in my place. I believe whatever you have done for me on the cross that is for me. I believe that you died and rose up the third day. Say it with your mouth. And for my justification. By faith, I receive my forgiveness. I invite you to my heart. Make your throne in my heart. Rule and reign. I give you my heart and my life. You are my Lord and Savior. 
do it sincerely. You may not be able to pray the prayer now. Do it sincerely. You will have an encounter with God. And a time will come when you are when you are thinking about what you have done, pleading for mercy, the Spirit of God will bear witness with your spirit that you are forgiven. You are now a child of God. At that moment, you have an encounter with Christ. So fall and rise is difficult. At that point, you are alive. At that point, you are quickened. Your spirit and soul have been cut asunder by the power of the Spirit and the, and the light in the world, and the life in the world. And your, your soul that was cleaving to clay have been separated. And the candle of your spirit will be, will, will be set ablaze by the Spirit of God that comes in at your confession because you believe. And now you are a living soul. At that moment, the law of the Spirit of life in Christ is in, is in, is in, is in play. Has come to bear. Is in control. Believe it. Now, with this spirit in you, because it was a spiritual oppression that took place, the unregenerated man you have been before, but now you are a living soul in Christ by the uh, spiritual oppression that has taken place. Then the next thing you need to do is to be close to God. You know, after this experience, you can, you know, Jesus prayed for the disciples in John 17 to sanctify them by the word. Be close to God. God the word. Eat the word. Read the word. Meditate on the word day and night. The word sanctifies. Believe that. To be sanctified is to uproot the root of bitterness, the root of sin. Everything, the propensity for sin. To make your heart clean. Sanctify them by the word. Thy word is true. When you are close to the world, reading it, imbibing, I mean, gulping it, digesting it, you are, you are a friend to the Bible, meditating on it, then apply Hebrews 13, 12. Jesus died at the outskirts of Jerusalem so as to, with his blood, clear, I mean, sanctify you. Apply the blood again. And when you are sanctified, please, we are talking about living in the Spirit, you need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Spirit, you cannot live a righteous life. Without the Holy Spirit, you, you as a guide, you don't know the way. In this new pre Christian pregrim way to heaven, in the Spirit, it's a spiritual journey. So these experiences matters if you want to overcome the flesh. So after you, the, the encounter with Christ and you have genuine repentance and you're saved from your life of sin, you have the law of the spirit of life in you to swallow up the law of the spirit of sin and death then you you allow yourself to be sanctified by the truth of the word and then by the blood of the lamb after that pray people are still receiving baptism of the spirit as it happens in acts 2 when you pray sincerely when the spirit come upon you you will know some people that their tongue will change for a moment some will be able to speak in another tongue for a long time it's a sign that he has come in. And you will know. Then this spirit will help you to live in the spirit. Then step by step, we cannot, we cannot go, except that our time is exhausted. After this once, as the foundation of how to conquer the conflict between the spirit and the flesh. Then, after this thing, this, this is just foundation. This is just what? 
foundation. But let me quickly say this. There's need for you to be watchful and prayerful. Be watchful. Don't forget that you are studying the word. The word of God must dwell richly in you. Joshua 1.8 Meditate in it day and night. Blessings are, are attached to it. According to Psalm 1 verse 1 to 6 If you meditate day and night. You don't just read. Get a reference Bible. We are talking practical things here. Get a reference Bible. When you, you read a verse, go to another verse until you understand very well. Form the mental picture. Imagine. Allow the Holy Spirit to take over because you are now having him indwelling in you. That is the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Jesus is the Holy Spirit teaching you. You know, you have come to Jesus. He said, come unto me, all you that are heavy lady. I will give you rest. After giving you rest, he said, learn of me. My yoke is easy. You must know about Jesus by reading, reading. Spending quality time with him. Reading, meditating, reading, meditating. Let the word dwell richly. Then allow the Holy Spirit to interpret the word to you by prayer. You, you say, Holy Spirit, you are the one that read the Bible. You are now indwelling in me. In, give me meanings to the word. I mm. want to see the Spirit. Finish? I want to see the Spirit and the life in the word I'm reading. This is the word and the life that will turn you to from glory to glory until you become like Jesus. And with this, with this, with this practice, it is difficult for you to fall into sin. Because in the presence of God, you have your deliverance. In the presence, you know, when you, when you spend quality time singing praises, reading, meditating, praying as it occurs by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is explaining things to you, you're on Mosiah. Upon that place, you have your deliverance. Upon that place, you go from righteousness to righteousness, and then you possess your possession. With this practice, it is, it is, it is not easy to be dominated by self. The Holy Spirit will ever be, be winning. There are other things to do step by step so that forever you are in the spirit. To be, to be in the spirit like John in Revelation. On the day of the Lord, John was in the spirit. He was meditating. Let it be, let it be a practice. Then walking in the spirit is a daily thing. You know, in Galatians 4, 5, 20 from 16, it says, This I said then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the laws of the flesh. How do I walk in the spirit? You know, you have a lot of word of God in you. When the Holy Spirit is in you, and you have a lot of word of God in, in you, there will be temptation. The devil will suggest, sin will give you suggestions. What did Jesus use to conquer Matthew for the world? When the, the devil come like a flood in the suggestions to, to commit sin, the Holy Spirit, you have enough word in you that the Holy Spirit will raise up like a standard against that. And that one is powerful to conquer for you. And that is Isaiah, 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 uh, Isaiah 50, 59 verse 19. The Holy Spirit will raise up a standard of the word that you have stored in your spirit. And the temptation, you release the word. You resist the devil. It is written. You will conquer. The flesh will not dominate over you. There are a lot of other things we need to do. But our time is fast spent. Brabo can come in now and summarize and give admonition if you like. God bless you. Alleluia. We may continue if the Holy Spirit allows. God bless you. Thank you so much. We bless the Lord for today. Thank God for the message. God bless you, Ma. Uh, I'm, we need to understand also with all that we have been taught here 
about how to conquer in the uh, in the flesh. Uh, we have no more time, but by the grace of the Lord, we will continue next week. I have observed that uh, all that scripture that we are studying here, it needs the grace of the Lord to 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 understand them and even, and even to speak uh, what we touch hearts. But we thank God that the Lord has helped her uh, according to our measure. Praise the Lord. To God be the glory in the name of Jesus. Uh, the Bible, the scripture said it there in verse chapter 5, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that that is uh, chapter Romans chapter eight that we are studying, uh, and they that after the spirit the things of the spirit, but to be carnally minded, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Each of us we need peace, and the peace of the Lord uh, is it comes via. Uh, reconciling with God as he has said. When reconciliation is genuine, when encounter you have the Lord with the Lord at the first instance of your salvation brings you sorrow for your sins. When the word of the Lord reaches your soul and touches your soul and the, and the, and the Spirit of God gives birth to you, through the word of God. Because the word that you are receiving has a kind of virtue it, it delivers into your soul before it touches your heart. But your own personal approach to receive that word that will really touch your soul to the extent of changing you from on the inside is your own duty. It's, there is a path you have to take. The Bible says, come unto, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. It is something to come to the Lord uh, and not recognize that you are heavy laden. It is something to come to the Lord and not know that you are really burdened with sin. If the word of the Lord has not really touched your heart to save you, I mean, to make you to be convinced that you are a sinner, that you are under laboring and you are under burden of sin. You may not understand the things of the Spirit because it is when the Holy Spirit touches your heart that uh, the, uh, the career of the flesh and the Spirit begin to, uh, uh, what do I call it now? There is going to be a kind of demarcation. Because somebody that is in, is in sin before, living in the flesh perpetually, never knew anything that is wrong with sinning. Mm -hmm. So, and when you don't know that, it, that the things are wrong in, 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 in uh, living in sin or living in the flesh, until you meet God and you encounter His word, the surgery of his word mm -hmm. that touches your heart 
that penetrates into your bones and marrow spiritually. It is then that your spirit is touched and your spirit is circumcised by the word of God. Because there is nobody who will take on circum circumcision naturally that will not feel pain. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, that will not feel that something is touching, is, I mean, that something is uh, being removed from him. It will, be, it, will, it will affect him. So somebody that is to be circumcised spiritually also needs this surgical operation of the word of God mm -hmm. on the inside, inside of the soul. It is when the Lord, by His Spirit and by His same word, touches your very being inside, that you begin to know the difference between the life in the Spirit and the life in the flesh. What is really called salvation is you, your spirit mind and your spirit and soul encountered God. Because, because when they began to sin, or when we began to sin in the Garden of Eden, we said last time when we studied the scripture that the entrance through which the devil or sin enters is through the window of the flesh. That this window of the eye, as she has told us, window of the, of, the, of, the, of the mouth, window of the air, because he heard the devil speaking, listening to the devil, he gave this physical ear of ours to receive the message that, 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 that turned them to become a, a rebel against God. So, and uh, which means that all that we have in our body, they have kind of, what do I call it now? A virtue that the outside forces can arrest mm -hmm. and can adopt. Yes. Because until you know that you have something that the enemy is looking for and he has gotten already, you may not know how devastating it has been. How devastating it has been uh, to, 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 to obey and to follow another law from outside against the law of the Lord. But when the Lord touches your heart and meets you personally and you are encountered personally and it causes you, it touches you and it causes you a kind of reason, give you a kind of reason to repent and turn unto God. An oppression that touches your soul, that turns you unto the Lord is where your victory begins. Yes. That yes. oppression is of, is by the Holy Spirit, is by the Word of God. Yes. The Bible said, "The word that is, Jesus Christ said, the word that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life." A Christian that had never encountered God, as she said or said to us, that had never encountered God vividly to the extent of turning unto Him in repentance, we continue to live. In the flesh, mm -hmm. he will still the problem that we have in the in the Christendom is this. That is the main problem. Mm -hmm. Many of us we have not been touched. We are, the word of God that we really say when we say we are born again, we just thought it was just by coming out to the altar, raising up your hand, and then receiving. I mean, saying, I mean, praying sinners' prayer, and that is the end. And then 
we are all, we are always wrong in the church even as men of god to do that and make our people to believe that only the, and many of us that we are we are, we are they are being called to the altar it is not the real gospel that we that really touch us or that they really preached that really reached us they only gave us their own kind of message and and now they they only just said maybe if you have not received jesus christ as your lord and savior here it is time to do that and this that if you don't do this look i want to tell you something and this is pure truth until you receive the original gospel mm -hmm. the gospel of jesus christ the, the gospel of the cross yes. the gospel of salvation mm -hmm. that is the gospel the kind of gospel that touches us that changes life yes. it is not this uh why do i call this kind of preaching that they used to give to us in our churches you see if you have not so been touched in the arts in your very being and you run unto God and you see yourself with that word and that word really located your sinful heart and your darkness heart and then oh my god until that is happen that is, on the, until that happen and it bring you what sorrow the bible said the bible said in the book of uh, is it not second corinthians chapter 7 verse 10 the bible said uh, he said godly i mean godly sorrow Big, um, bring it repentance. Godly sorrow worketh what? It worketh repentance. So the godly sorrow that you have, the sorrow that you are a sinner and you are and you are and you are you recognize yourself as one. Those are the things that must be done that goes into your victory as Christian. That is the foundation of that is that should be the correct foundation. That you must have in order to overcome and conquer sin. Because when that one is done, when the Lord touches your heart with his word and the word of God reaches your soul, then you are born again. Yes. And then when you are born again, that is the foundation. Mm -hmm. And it's a very glorious foundation. Mm -hmm. Very wonderful foundation. And that is what you call. That, I mean, what, that, that, that is what we call salvation. Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of us as believers, we are not really saved. Mm -hmm. We are religiously saved. Mm -hmm. We are only religiously saved. We are not spiritually saved. There is salvation and there is salvation. When your salvation that you said you have does not convince you that you are a sinner, then if you are not convinced that you are a sinner at the first instance, there will be no reason for you not to continue in sin. In sin. It, is, it is only when the word of God reaches your heart and touches your soul and make, you see, it's not just raising up your hand and rushing to the altar where you are called and then maybe making sinner's confession and then you are born again. Look, 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 look. This is what filled the church today mm -hmm. and is causing us trouble and problem. Mm -hmm. You cannot overcome flesh that way. The way to overcome the flesh is to really be converted from your inside, mm -hmm. from your heart. Mm -hmm. 
when Jesus Christ began, I mean, when I mean, John the Baptist began his preaching in the wilderness, what does he cry? Repent! For the kingdom of God is at hand. And when Jesus Christ also wanted to preach, began his preaching, that was the same thing. So, which, which means that now, when John was preaching the word repentance, because that is the only message that God endorses to turn men unto God. Because men have lost from the Garden of Eden and we lost in sin and we are going in our own way because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. All of us have gone like a, like a, like a, like, like a sheep. Amen. We are gone astray like a, like a sheep. Even some of us, we lost our stray as goats. May God deliver us. Amen. Amen in Jesus' name. You see, each of us, we have to understand that the basis victory, I mean, uh, the basis for Christian victory in life is salvation through repentance, through genuine repentance. The, the kind of repentance that you, you so made and you remember that day that the Lord touched your heart and after that sorrow of being a sinner, as the Lord touched you, you turn unto the Lord and you cry with weeping, Lord forgive me, Lord have mercy on me. That is when the operation of your victory over sin, over the flesh begins. That is the day that you are born of the Spirit. You are born into the family of God. That is the day when the nature of the Lord enters into your soul, comes inside of you. And that is when the, 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 the Holy Spirit himself begins operation. And that is where your, your victory begins. And that is how to have victory over the world, over the flesh, and over sin. Over Satan himself. Because Satan is not righteous. But the moment you are born again, you have transcended. Yes. yes, you have transcended the, 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 the level mm -hmm. or the hierarchy of Satan. Mm -hmm. Because when you, are born of, when you are born of the word of God, you are born of the spirit of God. Yes. When you are saved and you give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, genuinely you are touched in the heart. That is, that is the reason. Why? Satan himself, we know that that day you are, you are, you, 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 he have lost you. But there are a lot of us, our salvation is not really genuine from the beginning. We are only being deceived and we are deceiving ourselves also. And that is why sin is multiplying in the church today. That is what, that is the problem we are having in the world today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I like the church where I am, I used to question you at that time that you are looking for salvation, looking for salvation. So I, I used to think that, ah, why are people looking for salvation, that fishing that is always near? Where are you hearing the word of the Lord? Every day, the kind of message that you are hearing that does not touch you or that turn you onto the Lord, and you are still saying you are looking for salvation. There is no salvation anywhere than through the word of the Lord. Just open your heart onto the word of the Lord the real gospel. If you don't know, if you want to have genuine salvation, go to the place where you know they will preach the real gospel to you. It is the gospel that the Bible, the Bible said. The Bible tell me, uh, Paul said that he is he, he, not ashamed to do what 
to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ because that is the power of God unto salvation. Gospel still remain the power of God. Gospel of who? Gospel of Jesus Christ. Still remain the power of God unto salvation. I pray the gospel of the word of God will reach you. The real gospel will reach you. That is where your victory begins. How to have victory over the flesh, how to overcome sin is to be genuinely converted. Because when you are genuinely converted, the Holy Spirit will start his own ministry in your life. It will no more be you. Even if you want to turn back to, to your old sins, the Holy Spirit will still give you a check. Mm. Huh? And, you will, and you will rush back unto him. Because the nature of the Lord that you have tasted when you are converted genuinely, you know, it has come to be there permanently. And that, is what, and that is what will be drawing you back unto God, away from sin, away from the flesh. Whenever the enemy come in your flesh to tempt you, there, there, there and then you will know the difference between... I think you understand me. Yes. You have a designer spirit. Yeah. The Holy Spirit will take charge. Mm -hmm. Because when you are born again and born of the Word of God and born of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit will not leave you. No. He will continue to guide you. Because the Bible call him comforter. He is called our guide, our counselor, our teacher. He, that is it. Immediately you are born of the word of God by the spirit of the Lord. Then the operation of the Holy Spirit begins. The work of the Holy Spirit begins in you. That is the essence of victory. That is how your victory begins. What will you do with Jesus now? As you are landing up now. What will you do with Jesus? What will you do about your life? Sin is multiplying in the church of God today because our ministers, some of them are not even converted. They were only given positions in the church. They only hand post. They didn't hand salvation. May God deliver us. The only way to have victory is to encounter Jesus Christ originally. I mean Jesus Christ himself, personally. Oh my word. And let me tell you something about Jesus Christ. When he was on earth, yeah, he walks about doing good, seeking for... Today, he is now sitting in power at the right hand of God. He sent us this message, with this message. And he's sending us to you. To locate where you are right now, you want to have victory over the flesh, you can't have it until you begin your ministry, I mean, your, 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 your life in Christ, in Christ Jesus. You know the verse, the verse, the, the, the verse 2 of, the, of, our, of our scripture says that there is therefore, okay, verse one, and, verses 1 and 2, that is Romans chapter 8 where we are studying. He said, there is therefore now, now, when? Now, that is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We are only talking about those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not eh, after the flesh, but after the spirit. Amen. They are in Christ Jesus. And they are no more walking because they are in Christ Jesus. They are no more walking eh, after the flesh, 
that they were living in before, but now they are walking in the Spirit because they have been converted. They are now in Jesus Christ. How you can be in Jesus Christ and still remain in sin? And verse 2 said, for the, spirit, for, the, for the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set me free or made me free from the law of the spirit, I mean, of the law of sin and death. The, there is a law that you are carrying about before until you meet the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you meet him, and a new law that destroyed the nature of sin in you yes. begin. And that is how to have victory, to overcome. I have seen, I have known, and I have experienced experienced, sorry, sorry that I have experienced it and I have tasted it. I have found that the Lord is good. The only way to overcome in the flesh is to be genuinely combated. Yes, the moment you are genuinely combated, leave the rest of the Holy Ghost. They will do it. Study the Bible, be close to God. You will not even be advised anymore. The, the Spirit and the grace of the Lord will rest upon you to draw near into Him, to look for God, to study the Word of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit will be your master, will be your guide, will be guiding you, will be leading you. That's the essence of Christianity. And that is how to have victory. Are you born again, really? Can you tell me you are born again? Have you, have you, have you, been, have you ever experienced brokenness? As the word of God reached you one day, one time, and you wept about your sin, and you turned unto God in weeping, and, in, and through repentance, until that happens, you can overcome the flesh. You are still, you are still, you are still in the flesh, and you cannot. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. But to have total victory, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right now. Have encounter with Him. How do you do that? Just acknowledge yourself that you are a sinner. And then until you, uh, you pray through, ask Jesus Christ to save you, to deliver you from the power of sin. Turn unto him with all your heart. The Bible says you shall find me if you, if, if you shall seek me with all your what? All your what? All of your heart. What God is looking for in every one of us is our heart that was lost. Mm-hmm. That was carried away and, lo- and, and lost. To the devil. And was carried away to the devil. And the devil stole that heart. And, oh my God. May the Lord help us in Jesus' Amen. name. You know, return unto Jesus today. We know you know, come unto him. The only essence of victory. And then, the second thing that I have to say is this. Before we round up now. If you are a born again Christian. And you are, you are genuinely converted. The battle... Overseeing is no more yours. We have said it. But the word, what, what, what become part of your own, I mean, your own part is this. The Bible says, receive the devil and he will flee from you. Yes. Anytime you, any time you have experienced, you are experiencing a temptation mm-hmm. after you are born again, you see, there will be a power that will work in you and give you a kind of hint that you are under attack. Yes. You are under trial. And immediately, what do you have to do? You receive the devil immediately and say, no. How will you now receive the devil when you are not? Oh, God. That is the reason why you have to give your life to Jesus Christ right now. And be born again now. I think it is time for you for, for, for us to pray for you. Just and for you to pray. Jesus, just let your, let your eyes 
Look upon Jesus Christ. See him as if he's still, uh, he's still on the cross for you. Because you are not yet born again. See him on the cross right now. Look at him in your spirit man. And say, this is my body, Jesus Christ. Nailed to the cross. Huh? So that this body of sin in me might die. So as Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary, Lord Jesus Christ, destroy this nature of sin in me. Destroy this nature of, of Adam in me. Jesus Christ, destroy this nature of sin in me. Come into my heart. Come into my life, Jesus. By your spirit power. Jesus, deliver me. Cry unto him. Cry unto him. Cry unto Jesus. Let Jesus touch your heart. Let him reach. Let him heal you. Let him deliver you. Cry unto him with all your heart. You will find him now. If you can just turn unto him with all of your heart, with all of your being, turn unto him. Turn unto him. Away from being the enemy of God. To be carnally minded is, is enmity against God. According to what we read here, come out of being an enemy of the law, of God. Yes. He is your friend. He died for you. He suffered in the flesh. He suffered in the body. For your sin, it is time for you to be delivered. So that now, after now, when you are born again, you will not be crying like uh, like uh, uh, this wealthy man cry and ask uh, 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 Abraham to come and throw, uh, drop water. Huh? Ask Lazarus to come and drop water, to drop water in his mouth. And let me tell you that kind of water. That water is not natural water they are asking of. That is water of life that they rejected. That was rejected and when they were alive, and that is the and when you when they are in hell and they are crying for water, the water they are crying for is that water of life. Nobody will give them because they have been they have covered them the, the the word of life that can give them life on earth, and they are now in hell. They are now being thirsty of what of that water of life. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Jesus Christ told that woman. At the, at, at the well. He said, yes, if you believe in me, uh, and you know the one that is asking you to, be, to, 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 to give him water, I will give you, I will offer you water of life that will be springing unto life eternally in your heart. That is the life, that is, there is this life in that, in, oh my God, that you need in your life right now. Jesus Christ has offered you that life in his blood. And that life is no more in water, it's in the blood of Jesus Christ. You cannot, you can claim the blood of Jesus Christ for your salvation. You can claim the blood of Jesus Christ for your healing. You can claim the blood of Jesus Christ now for your for your for your, for your, for your, for your, for your for your victory, you can claim the blood of Jesus right now. You can ask the Lord to leave to lift you up from, from judgment. And the, and the Lord Himself will heal you and deliver you here right now. I see the power of the Lord moving in the air concerning you, concerning you in particular, that the power of the Lord will touch you where you are right now, and the glory of the Lord will descend upon you there right you now, right here. Whatever you are there right now, receive that power right now. Be, be saved. Cry for salvation. Weep about your sin. Ask him to save you. Ask him to do oppression in your life right now. And the Lord will do it right now. He 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 will do it right now. The power of the Lord is here. The power of the Lord is here. Burning. To, to burn your sin. To consume your sin. If you can just pray unto the Lord. He will deliver you. He will save you. 
He will deliver you. He will save you. He has suffered so that we no more suffer. He has paid the price for your sins so that you no more pay the, pay the price. So that you will not be crying for water in hell. The water of life. What, why don't you take that water of life right now? Drink it right now. It's for you. Drink it, drink it, drink it. Let Jesus uh, that is suffering you give you freely right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We are ending this program. Ending this episode right now. You can, you can, you can, you can still reach out to us. Very soon we are ending it. In the name of Jesus. And we know the Lord God Almighty. We hear you before we end this program. We say we'll be hand up before the end of this program. The glory of the Lord is here. I will break every. I want you to say that by the blood of Jesus, break every stony heart in me. Give me the heart of flesh. Remove every root of sin in me. Plant your righteousness inside of me. That is the that that, that is how your victory will begin over the flesh, over Satan, over the world. The foundation for your victory is through repentance, genuine repentance, turning unto God. With and you receive that godly, you will receive that uh, the, 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 that what I call divine injection yes. of uh, and divine 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 dagger yes. of the Holy Spirit in your souls and we pierce through your soul and mind and locate where the sin is hidden in your life and then when that word of god like this one that is reaching now you reaching you now reaches you then then you are born of the spirit and it is impossible for you to come to go back to the flesh anybody who have tasted jesus ever have you ever seen anybody who said he preferred darkness than light? He enjoyed light, you enjoy light, and the darkness comes, you know how it be. So when you really tasted Jesus Christ, you have tasted the light of the Lord, it will be difficult for you to go back into anything. That is the foundation for being for, 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 for having victory, permanent victory over the flesh, over the world, and over Satan. Over your own flesh, over the devil, and over Satan. Really, really, this is your day. This is your moment. This is your moment. You will not leave this place without being saved. Yes, God bless you, Gideon. Yes, receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. The Lord bless you. Yes, Hanod. The Lord bless all of you. Tina, Itana. The Lord bless all of you. Receive Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior right now. I want you to pray that Lord, Lord, save me indeed. Save me, save me now, 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 now. I receive salvation today. In the name of Jesus. I receive salvation. I receive power. I receive life. Life of Jesus. Offered me on the cross of Calvary. The life that is in his blood. Let it enter into my life right now. Enter into my being right now. Save me. Dagger sin out of my life. In the name of Jesus. Give me power. Give me victory. Over sin. Jesus, I confess you as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I confess you as my personal Lord and my Savior as from today. In the name of Jesus. I confess you, Lord, as my personal Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name. We commit you to the Holy Spirit. We commit you to the Holy Spirit. We will save you. We will heal you. We will deliver you permanently. You see, we are going to continue that message, the study in the book of Romans chapter 8 that we are studying. We still stop here. We stop here at verse 6. Hallelujah. Yes. By the grace of God, we are going to continue from verse, I mean, verse 7. Yes. Next week, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name and give us victory. Join us next week, Monday, for our family Bible study again. The Lord bless you as you join us then. 
The Lord bless you indeed in Jesus' name. That is 4.30 always on Mondays. Then join us on, on, on Wednesday, 7 a.m. for our family, for, for, for our family Shiloh Hour. That is our covenant day. So the Lord will meet you. He will meet your need. And don't forget to join us on Saturday also by, for, by 3 p.m. Yes, as we continue to pray uh, for family. The Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. Oh, yes, you are in Ghana. Gideon, you are from Ghana. Okay, you are okay, Nigerian time. I think you are. Well, you just check Nigerian time. At that time, you will meet us there. The Lord bless you in Jesus' mighty name. God bless you. We are in the studio right now. We are, we are leaving you to the hand of the Lord. The Lord bless you there. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray more anointing for our preacher. More anointing for every one of us that have had us today. We pray that... The Lord God Almighty that have touched our life today will never remain the same in the name of Jesus. This word of God will fly and we go places in the name of Jesus. And the Lord will use this word to save lives and souls and deliver men from the clutches of Satan, sin and the world. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus Christ's mighty name we pray. Hallelujah to the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. Bye for now. God bless you. God bless in Jesus' God. name. You can reach out to us on BeFruitfulFamily.Pubbing.com That is where you get all our messages. BeFruitfulFamily.Pubbing.com God bless you. Bye for now. Amen. Amen.